Welcome back, boys and girls. Championship week of the college football slate. Pick Your Poison is back. Leading off with some Greta Van Fleet. Yes, you heard it here. The number one song on yours truly, Reb's Bagman. Spotify rap of the year. Had to lead off with that. Boomer is done with Lil Nas. He cannot handle any more. No Moss. No Moss. No Moss X for him. Coming off a beautiful... I mean, we were talking right before we press record. Maybe one of the best college football weekends... Of the last like five years. Fun. Every game was fun. Every game was awesome. I mean, you start Thursday night, Egg Bowl. Obviously, we're biased here, but a fun game. You couldn't watch. The the Saints-Bills was disgusting, so everyone probably turned over to the Egg Bowl. Rebs get out. It was a weird halftime. State couldn't catch a ball at at the end of the half to go up. They have to kick a field goal, settle for a field goal. Rebs take the lead at half. That was my lock of the day. Rebs go off in the second half. Matt Corral cements his place in... The Ole Miss Mount Rushmore, I would think, kind of whips. We we kind of whipped their ass oh, second half. Second half, it was it was just a it was just a blowout at, now, at that point. Is the Rebs D maybe right playing one of the be- best in the country right if now? If we were, if this was a twelve team playoff, like it's moving towards, I would I bet teams would be like the top four, or whatever, would be terrified to see them match up with Ole Miss. Ole Miss is a hot well, team. The defense specifically reminds me of like. The uh, what I guess the Sugar Bowl season, we're at the end, like yeah. we're but the weird that was more of a team effort. But defensively, I feel like we're like that. We were just hitting our stride right at the right yeah. time. Offense was and, whatever, well, and like good enough. It was good enough. Us, if you see us in some sort of like bowl matchup or a, a some sort of a playoff thing, the offense can go off at any time. Yeah. So if the defense is playing well, and in the back of your mind, like that offense could pop off. Well, I think that's part, a part of it's thing. by design. Like I feel like so many of uh, these defenses are just so afraid of Corral's deep ball. That's where it's basically like we've got to run or throw those little swing passes to Drummond, which that like he had a hell of a game. Oh yeah, he had like thirteen uh, catches. Yeah, and, and like they were all for. I mean, there's a couple long ones, but like most majority of them were behind the line of scrimmage or like one yard. Passes, yeah. but then he gains 15 yards off them. So, Rebs win. That was electric. Starts off the weekend beautifully. You then move in to Friday, which has a bunch of good games. Arkansas-Missouri. It wasn't a great game, but Arkansas almost fed watt missouri 34-17. Could have used a 17-38 there. Hogs, Cooner, Burt. Burt's not with us today. He's got some Mrs. Burt Oblos to deal with. The night game, though, was electric. North Carolina, North Carolina State. Yeah. North Carolina basically like wins the game. All they have to do is recover an onside kick. NC State gets the onside Not kick. Not so fast. Drives down, scores a touchdown, blows up in Mac Brown's face. I did enjoy that, though, because I did have North Carolina at plus five. That put it at four for them scoring a touchdown. And the over. So that hit the over and still my – I think I had a money line, too, North Carolina. I lost the money line bet, but I still won the other, the other two. two, which would have been – yeah. So either way, that was, that was pretty fun. That was a good Thursday night or Friday night game. And then Saturday, just every time slot. Snow. Had snow snow games. in the morning. That was great. It was electric. You had the Michigan-Ohio State game, which was an all-timer. Michigan taking down Goliath. Harbaugh hadn't beaten Ohio State in his entire time. Michigan hadn't beaten Ohio State in like 15 years or something ridiculous. Finally do it. When I, I was pulling against them the entire time. And However, at the end, when they stormed the field and seeing all that, at the end I was like, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah and then yeah. I was like kind of happy for them. I don't even though trust, I pulled against them the whole time. I don't really dislike Harbaugh. I just don't trust him in these kind of big games. So like I, but it was the sharpest play. We were tweeting about it that morning. Is this the sharpest play of the year? It was. Michigan wins outright, covers the spread. Electric game. Ohio State sent home packing. No playoffs for you. Then you get to the. 2.30 slate, the Bama-Auburn game was electric. Oh, my God. Brian Harson's a big dum-dum. They, Auburn had that. They could have won that game so when many just times. Get, stay in bounds. Stay, stay in, in bounds. bounds. Game's over. Like, they kick it. They, Bama gets the ball back 97 yards in a minute and 20-something seconds. Like, I, I'm, I'm not we, surprised that they were able to drive down. All of that to say, when you have the choice to go for two as the home team, when your quarterback's hobbling around, when you're – when you shouldn't even be in this game. Well, and when they're, it's a roaring comeback. Yes. I mean, I guess roaring come as quote unquote. It was a comeback. But but however, for how that game was, that was a roaring comeback because that was just a defensive struggle. Dude, and he had, and then so he just they scored 17, 16 to seventeen. Harson had the chance to go for two and end it right there. That's when you do it. You're the worst team. You just go for extending that game any longer only 
like hurts you. They're the better team. The longer this game goes on, the more likely they yeah. are to win. So and then, but what well, made me even more mad is that the first overtime when they have to go for two, they had that perfect throwback to the tight end. That oh was yeah, the perfect two point conversion play where they went out right, threw it back to the tight end who just had no one in front of them. Like if you had that in your back pocket, how do you not use it to win the game? Well, right there? I, I'm also starting peti- a petition getting rid of the overtime rule mm. where you or it, where it's only a two point conversion like. That's so gimmicky. That's like yeah. How many? I mean, how? Much I mean, I guess time, that's like soccer purists that complain about a shootout. Like that's like such a dumb way to do like it. Like how many times? What it, the, do, do they even practice two point okay, conversions? Like, you know what would be an intro a compromise for it would be that you get to run three uh, two point conversions. So so oh, it's, so it's almost whoa. so it's almost like a shootout in that sense. Because basically, because basically, because oh, okay. basically, what they're doing is oh, it would in soccer if it was a one goal shootout. If you make it and the other team doesn't, you win. I, they should do like three. Yeah, I mean, I they're get like that. best best out I of three. I still don't like. I, it wouldn't take long. Maybe just move them close. Maybe instead of the twenty-five, put them on the ten, and you're first and goal instead of a two-point conversion. Yeah. You're first and goal. I'm trying to cut down plays. We're shorting this thing out. Let's get it over. Yeah, it's I just gone too I, yeah. long. First and goal at the ten. You can score a touchdown or kick a field goal still, I guess. But what I want to say on the one that Auburn didn't convert, I don't even think they even had a remote chance. Like the play was done. Oh, and from then the only started. Like, the way Auburn scored that touchdown, the quarterbacks fit it in overtime. He like fit it through this tight ass window, and the backup tight end or someone made like some crazy one handed catch. Like if that's what you need to score a touchdown, you've got to go for two there. I'm, I'm pissed because that cost us the Sure Bowl. Still have a slight chance. Well, and, and possible playoff berth. Oh yeah, and a possible playoff berth. We would have snuck up. It would lot of. Hey, I'm not even rolling it out right now. We were. I'm we just were, throwing that on the table. We had so many dominoes that it, that were working in our no, favor. No, we were. We were just thinking three steps ahead of everything that day. We were trying to figure yes. out a way how Ole Miss could make it in there. It and it, it seemed impossible, but we had a shot. But yep. I and then the late that. night games. Edo gets sent off right. Me and Raging Cajun called that perfectly. That oh, was a electric yeah. game. Last 30-second touchdown, LSU in Baton Rouge. Perfect way to send Edo off. I'm glad he's not doing the bowl game. He's just sailing off in the sunset. Do you think Does he coach again? Uh, Head no. coach. I, I don't anyway. think so. I didn't realize he was like 60-something years old. He's yeah, kind of he's old. old. He doesn't need to. He's what if, done. What if that was for all-time sinks, uh, Lane br- brings him in to Ole Miss just as a recruiter? Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I'll, I'll be fine that with that. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. I'd, kill I'd sign up for that right and now. And honestly, we need it. Yeah. And then Bedlam to end the, the night was awesome. Having that LSU game in and then have a whole f- another fourth quarter of Bedlam. Cherry on top. Pure electricity. So, epic weekend. Epic weekend. We got conference championship this week, though. We will not leave you high and dry. We will get... Right into picks. Wait, wait, wait. Also, wait. How, how'd your boy Boomer do last week? Oh, yeah. Week I forgot picks? to read yeah. them off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. F- funny enough, you forget to read them off the one week and I do good. So, uh, your, yours truly, your Evs bag man, was 6-5. and five. Not terrible, but still not great. Uh, Boomer, however... 9-2. and 9-2. and two. I hate it. I hate it because I was really hoping he'd just keep plummeting, plum- plummeting to a 50-burger. But it, well, how did how did Bert end up? Because I my goal now is just to beat him, not coming last. Let's see. So Bert over the whole weekend, we only really tweeted out our Saturday cards. But we tweeted out picks for each day. Bert over the whole weekend was six and four, but he had a plus two twenty LSU money line, so that puts him at plus four point two units. So. You had a good week, but that, that yeah, that, that's line. that's I need I need more. Yeah, you still need <laughs> some more there. Or bad weekend, but we'll still we'll still keep up with it. You're clawing back. We'll, we'll, he held serve though, so you're, yeah, you're, you're you're gonna really need bowl season to pick up. Exactly, we'll get right into college football slate Friday night, starting it off hot in the Pac-12 in Vegas, Oregon, Utah, a rematch of the game two weeks ago. Utah is a two and a half point favorite with the over under of fifty eight. Two weeks ago, Utah clapped them cheeks. It was like thirty to three. Clapped them to uh, thirty-eight to seven. Ooh. Two just two weeks ago. Now that was in that's, Salt Lake City. Yeah, that's different diff- different Utah team in Salt Lake City. There's I thought like there's always like a sl- small little amount of fog setting down in on that game as, as it gets to dusk in Salt Lake. What's your read here? Uh, so I I'm going classic saying take the two and a half, lay the three and a half. That's that's all I'm really thinking about this game. Yeah, I'm gonna take Oregon. Uh, I know Cristobal might have his mind elsewhere, maybe in South Beach. 
I don't, I don't know. But I think he's going to be focused for this game. I think that's why we're not hearing much about this Miami job because he's like, let me coach this team. Yeah. Get us get us through the conference championship so I can send these boys off right. Yes. Get a W, and then I'm coming to Miami. So Lane Kiffin does not go to Miami. Yes. I love that that's, plan. Of, that might be wishful thinking, but. I love that plan of operation. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't have a great read on this. I mean, Utah destroyed them. They ran the ball up and down the field. It was a, I mean, they had four rushing touchdowns, ran for like 400 yards. I, I mean, the quarterback for Utah, his name is Cam Rising. That's a badass that name. That is a sick name. It's a badass name. He only has three picks on the whole season. Also, I forgot that um, the beginning of the year, remember Baylor's quarterback, Charlie Brewer, mm-hmm. who led them to like the Pac-12 or the Big 12 championship against Oklahoma a couple years ago and like almost pulled it off? He transferred to Utah, got injured in like week one. Cam Rising, playing. Cam Rising took over, like basically just won the job, kind of a, in a Tiamu, yeah, Shea Patterson situation. And now Charlie Brewer like left the team halfway through and is in the transfer portal again. So great team guy there. I don't know. I'm a big Cam Rising fan. I think I'm gonna take Utah. I mean, they. Mer- I get that. I get that Vegas is a different place than Salt Lake. I'm taking Utah still. When you can run the ball like that, I don't think I think that travels. I think you can still do that on in a neutral site. I could see Cristobal being a little distracted. For sure. Mind elsewhere. I'm taking Utah. I'm probably that's probably a sucker bet that oh, this team just beat them two weeks ago by thirty points. Why why are they only two and a half? That's that's kind of my logic with it. I I I was not not necessarily that I believe in Oregon, but I'm just like I feel like they're begging you to take Utah. Yeah, but I think that's like I think it's so obvious that that's the that should Uh, be double reverse psychology. Yeah, it's the it's the They know that we're thinking that they're trying to Yeah, they're they're one eightying the one eighty. You're coming to the And it's in Vegas, so Vegas has just a real pulse on the game. Exactly. Oh yeah, that's true. Also, yeah, I meant to say this. Who knows what like they can just mess around with their locker room. You gotta be very careful this weekend. Vegas has their... This is championship week. Champions for a reason. Vegas is a champion for a reason. All those all those casinos, they're champions. They make the most money of anyone. When so. they have less games to focus exactly. on, there, they, they can hone in. They can on hone a in. They are, these are all spot on lines. They're going to be dialed in. So as listeners, you got to be dialed in, as much dialed in as we are. I don't have a great read on this one. I might have to wait till game day to see if I can find some sort of play here. I'm going to talk Utah here, but I don't love it. Boomer is on Oregon. We're head-to-head here. We'll get right into our next one. Uh, Houston uh, versus Cincinnati. Cincinnati's minus 10.5, over-unders 53. Um, what you thinking? 53 is a low total. Where, where do they play this game? So this is in Cincinnati. The, the AAC plays their championship at the at whoever won oh. the, whoever was the number one seed or the top, you know, of the whole year, so, they so get home that, field advantage. Will that be a packed game for them? I mean, I would think so, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, it'll be slammed. I mean, it's the biggest game of their... But, I mean, I, could, I don't even know. Is, is, are Cincinnati, are they crazy about football? I yeah, yeah, yeah. They're crazy about football. I mean, it's going to be the most packed game. And, 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 it's going to be the biggest game in Cincinnati history. I haven't even looked at the rankings this year. So, where do they... Or uh, this week. So, where, where are they sitting? They're are number they, four. Okay, so they're in. So, so, they have to win and win big because... Oklahoma be, State is a one-loss team right behind them at five, and they play Baylor, who is the number yeah. eight team, I uh, think, or seven, that would nine be, team. Why? Why did the committee do that to them? Like putting them in and then letting them someone jump that. I feel like that's just such a kick in the nuts. Like if that ha- if they do win, and so say they win by fourteen, like it's solid victory, but like you yeah. know, backdoor scored, make it fourteen. That's, that would be really tough to swallow. So, Cincinnati is a 10.5 point favorite. Do you think they play tight here? Like, they have so. This is the biggest game in their school's history. Everything that they've had, that they've ever won, is on the line here. I've been saying they, they're going to slip up. I've been saying they're going to slip up. Dana Holgerson is going to have I, his I've been running ready. out of weeks because I keep on saying, oh, you know, it's, but it's not this week they're going to slip up. But I think I'm run out of uh, dates to say that they are. So I'm I'm gonna take Houston here, ten and a, plus a ten yeah, and a half. That's my thing. Like since he has everything to play for, they're gonna be have so much going on. I also just want chaos. Yeah, chaos is great. I would love chaos. Since he would fall behind, somebody called a ladder. Yo, <laughs> chaos is always a ladder. But Houston, I mean, it's the exact opposite. Nothing to lose. 
Yeah. We've got a, guy, a team with everything to play for and one team with no I, I, I love Holgerson, too. I love Dana. I got love the Dana. flow. Luke, Luke Fickle, no longer distracted by the Notre Dame job. That is filled with their D.C. Ha, has his name been uh, floated? Like, what jobs is he, he He's so laser-focused. I feel like I've like not heard not, his name really at They've been jobs. tossed around, but, it's, but he's the – I mean, he's – Not seriously, anyways. They're, they're going for a playoff berth. He's laser-focused on the Cincinnati team. So, if you, if you want a coach that's – you know, if you want to wait until January first, well, well, it could. Uh, what his predecessor was, uh, what's Brian his? Kelly. Yeah, it would Has fit the mold. Yeah, yeah. but history tends to repeat itself. That Notre Dame job's already been filled. I don't know. I think this is a stinky, stinky dog here. I, I was going. I was thinking Houston, but Cincinnati's got to win and win with style. So if they had the chance, they're going to go for the throat and punish yeah. them. They, they cannot win this game close and stay in the playoff. I agree. They have to go. They have to win this game by forty. To, to like outlast if Oklahoma State wins to stay above. You're kind of talking me into. It, also, but... oh, you want you want even more. So far, you know how we always say smelly dogs have fleas. Yeah. Seventy five percent of bets, eighty nine percent of money on the road dog. Really? Of Eey. Houston. Houston's getting hammered by the public. Okay, there's a decent chance I may not take that, but uh, for now I'm just gonna stick with yeah, it. But I think I think everyone wants Cincinnati to lose, and they're letting that play into it. No, Cincinnati's going to boat race here. I love this play, and it's a ten and a half. Why? It's like, why? Well, wait, it could why be a ten is, point I don't game. understand why the public's on them so so hard. I don't know. I don't know. All I do is report the numbers here on the Picker Poison podcast. <laughs> but Cincinnati, Houston's dog with fleas will not let that affect this. Cincinnati's gonna boat race at home. I don't know if they're going to make the playoff, but they're going to give a, they're going to give the committee freaking all sorts of stuff to think about. Let's get right into our night games before we circle back to the biggest games of the week. What's the first night game? Uh, so we got Iowa versus Michigan. Michigan's ten and a half point favorites. Uh, another ten and a half point favorite. Uh, totals at forty three and a half. Mm. Michigan coming off of Harbaugh's biggest win by far. Yeah. This is. I mean, do, do you think he lightning strike twice? <laughs> so this is like, winning two big games in a row. Like all, if all I've ever known about Harbaugh, like this, everything that I've seen, all, everything I know about him says he like somehow finds a way to lose this game. But I mean, their, their classic, defense are so good oh, no, against Ohio in State. Classic Harbaugh fashion, though, he finds a way. I was like one of the best teams in the country at turnovers. They forced the third most turnovers in the country. If something like gets squirrely and they lose a couple turnovers. Iowa's offense is abys like shields your eyes. It's so bad, but their defense is good. They forced. Where turnovers. is this game played? This is in Indianapolis. Okay, in Indy. Okay. So I don't know. I don't I love mean, this game. I don't have a great read. I don't trust Harbaugh off a and, massive win. And Michigan win. sitting at what in the range? They are number two. They're number two. But if they lose, they're dead. I mean, that stadium, I feel like it's going to be filled up with Michigan fans. Yeah, that's very true. It, that's going to be like, I, I almost feel like it might be a home game for them. It's crazy. They've got Iowa, so much so going Iowa for them. So Iowa was so dead during their game last week. They were down 21-6 to against Nebraska, which they had to win that game. They had a block punt for a touchdown, and then it just started snowballing. They ended up coming back and beating Nebraska in the second half. And then that didn't even put them in. Wisconsin had to lose to Minnesota on Saturday for them to catapult to in. into the playoffs or into the Commerce Championship game. So they had everything go right for them. Harbaugh, Michigan coming off their biggest win in program history. Like, they that was huge. You have to feel like it's a little bit of a letdown. I, mean, I don't see how they get up for Iowa after what they just did to Ohio State. Well, I mean, but but it's like, but also hey, like, you're in the playoffs. Yeah, they're yeah they they have yeah they're but there but, is the, but I feel like there is something too where you just exert all that energy and you're so happy. Everyone storms the field. Great scene, great yeah, scene, great scene. Snow but falling. That that's why I I think I kind of like the under here. I mean, I I think deep. I think I feel like defenses yeah. after big wins like that they can still continue. Yeah. However, offensives might take a step back. So I'm going to take the under forty it's low forty three and a half. But yeah, that is really low. I I, if, I do like the under. That was going to be like I haven't taken a side here. I haven't really put in a bet for this game. I I, I want to take Michigan. Some of the money's coming on Iowa. I think Michigan is just like that's a. I mean, ten and a half is a big number. Like you know, like Iowa. I feel like Michigan and Iowa are pretty similar. They both want to like run the ball, play defense, but Michigan is just better at every position than Iowa, especially on all like their defenses, whatever, could be pretty similar, but offensively it's not even close. McNamara is an actual good quarterback. Petrus 
for Iowa stinks. They can Michigan ran the ball down Ohio State's throat all game, just pushed them around like ragdolls. I could see that just happening again. Iowa doesn't have a ton of motivation. Michigan has all this like motivation in the world. I, I right now on Michigan, but I could see this being just a dr- knock them out, drag them out, low scoring game where Michigan just survives by the skin of their teeth just to, and makes the play. This is the same thing as Bam in the last couple weeks, where you don't have to cover, you just have to win. Yeah. So, like, Michigan might I mean, I can see them winning by 10. Like, exactly 10. I can see them winning by 3. Yeah. Like, as long as you win, you are in. So, they don't have that, like, Cincinnati, we got to go fuck people up to get in. Just win, and you're in. You're the number two seed, no matter what. And especially, too, like, say say they get up 10 points, then I feel like you just go, they go so conservative. Yeah. And and which that's kind of Harbaugh's nature in in general to to be a very conservative offensive play caller. Yeah. I like the under. I I, I think Michigan just bullies them. I can honestly see the under, like, usually an under and an underdog hit, or like the over and the Mm -hmm. favorite hits. But I could see Michigan winning this, like, 24 to 10, and it just being super low scoring and. Kind of a snooze fest. That's what I. I so I, I like the total better than yeah. picking a side. So I there. feel like I feel like everyone's gonna like start off the seven o'clock night games watching this game, but it's gonna be a snooze fest and kind of boring, and then flip over to our next game, Wake Forest at Pitt, or I guess Wake Forest against Pitt in the ACC championship in Charlotte, North Carolina. Pitt is a three-point favorite, seventy-one and a half, big total here for the ACC championship. Kenny Pickett versus Sam Hartman, the two best quarterbacks in the ACC all year. Lots of points in every game these two teams played. What do you see here? Uh, I, I think more, more of the same. I agree. Uh, I, I think that if you have, hold a, held a gun to my head and told me, like, pick one of these teams, I have no freaking clue. Yeah. I, I really don't. However, just looking at their offensive stats – I mean, I, I think this will be a really high... I mean, up in the eight, 80s. Yes, both these defenses stink. I've, wa- I've watched these teams a pretty good bit just because they're kind of fun. They have good quarterbacks that have been kind of all around the Heisman odds so mm-hmm. far this year. I, neither one's going to win it, but they're both damn good quarterbacks with good offenses that go fast, and their defenses both stink, so they get into these shootouts that turn into fun games. Yeah, well, and, and it's like the second that you embrace a shootout, that's yes. when things get crazy, and so it's like... Let this game get drunk as hell at night in, in Charlotte. Go crazy. This is the end of like the championship weekend. Well, not really. we got some late-night Pac-12 to talk about. But no, this game is going to be very fun. Like this is the two seven o'clock games are the most contrasting games you could have. It's one's going to be an ACC zero defense shootout, and the other's going to be a Big Ten snooze fest where they're yeah, going to so run the it, ball it, and play defense. It'll be a nice change of pace. Yeah, but I, yeah. So I don't know. My pick for this one, I, when you see totals this high, I usually just take the underdog because like who the hell knows when they're going to be scoring a million points. Oh, that's actually that's a really good point. So I, but it's a three point game. I, I like Wake Forest. Their defense is even worse than Pitt's, though. I don't love my pick. I did some. This is my lock of the week. I love, and maybe it's too much of a lock that I'm like, this is kind of dumb. That's or not a lock. Yeah, it might be too too juicy and too easy to play. Wake Forest team total over 34. They have gone over 35 points in every game this year. Every single game they've scored more than 35 points, except one, and that was at Clemson. And they scored 27 points at Clemson. The best defense in the ACC by far. So would it be smarter for me, instead of just taking this over, taking both team total overs? Because then you hedge out a little bit? Yeah, well, because then, like, okay, it's not what I, exactly what I thought, but, like, one of these teams is going to score a bunch of points. Yeah, let's make sure the weather in yeah. Charlotte isn't wonky or something. I love... Can't, yeah, cancel cancel my total over. I'm taking both team total I mean, overs. 11-1. and one. <laughs> If you put the team total at 35, Wake has gone over... 11 and 1 this year. Yeah. And it's set at 34 right now. I mean, I I don't know, that seems too good to be true. I've well, well, and, and too, and like these that. are these are both like they're I mean, what Clemson's just dominated uh the ACC for so long yeah. that it's their first shot to like actually get there. Like everyone's going to be hyped. They're going to want to just get out there and sling the Yeah, ball. I mean, these are like this is a honestly this game is great because Clemson isn't playing in it. Yeah. Like I love this. It's a breath of fresh air. That's what well, the playoffs going to be great this year is because it's not going to be Clemson, Ohio State, Bama, and Oklahoma. Like, there's yeah, all no, new no, bodies. It's, it's nice. Fresh meat. I love it. Team totals galore. Points galore. Asterisk pending weather report on Saturday night. So, that is it. We're going to take a quick break, boys and girls. We're see you go, in a few hours. See you in a few hours. We're going to a Grizz game. 
We will be right back. Right, do you have anything on this Grizzlies game? Uh, well, I guess it doesn't it, matter. Yeah, by the time you hear this. <laughs> but um, but, but well, let's just give it to, to the fans. Yeah, to the fans, for when this eventually comes back, you can go, listen, I don't know, the Grizzlies are 11.5 point favorites. The over-under is like 209. The Grizzlies are going to win by 30 or 40. I don't know. I'm taking the Grizz every which way. The Grizz, even without John Morant, are going to win by a billion. I, I, I think that's a little bit of a long shot. I mean, I, I'll, I'll bet you $50 we don't win by that much. No, we're going to boat race them. So that's what I'm rolling with. I'm sure you haven't even looked at it. No, no, not a chance. We'll, we will I, I don't watch NBA till either. If I'm either going to the game or I watch it uh, during the playoffs. Man of the people there. We will be back, though. We're going to go drink a bunch of beer and then be right back to give you the two biggest games of the weekend. See you soon. Well, we are back. We just witnessed history in the NBA. The Grizzlies just won by the most points that any NBA team has ever won by, 72 points. As I said, 30 to 40 points. I didn't even estimate the amount that the Grizz would destroy the Oklahoma City Thunder, but I still won the bet, still won the money. It was an electric factory. I don't know. Me and Boomer were in attendance for NBA history. Boomer. You're not a big NBA guy, but, I mean, tell me what you thought. No, it, it was something to behold. It was literally like watching a, actually, a competent high school team play a rec league team. It was gross from all angles. That, that, I, that's actually probably the most accurate description of that. At the it end of the first quarter, I said, I said, are we, should we stay until half? Like, I was ready to leave. Little did I know, staying until the fourth quarter was going to be history, like, Look, and we got the mosey our way down to like about fifth row. Oh, uh, we were we were sniffing the players. We were sniffing those high school players that Oklahoma City was rolling out there. Nonetheless, we're still back. Even though we set history in the NBA, we broke the record ourselves. We were still back to give you picks for the two big games of the week. Boomer, what are our two big games? What's the first game? All right, the first game out of the last big two. I've been drinking beer. We got we got Baylor. Versus Oklahoma State in Arlington, Texas. We also have Boomer and Burt and Pullman. All the whole gang's here. Hey, we're, Big we're, squad. we're pulling out all the stops for championship weekend. Absolutely. I'm fired up for setting records. But, so, Oklahoma State coming off probably one of the biggest wins of in the past 15 or 12 years. They haven't been in Oklahoma yeah. in like, yeah, 10 years. So, okay, yeah, yeah. I would say so. Yeah, so they are uh, five and a half point favorites. Totals at 46 and a half. Uh, people are thinking this could be a defensive struggle. Both teams have good defenses. How about we get uh, Pullman? What do you think about this? Uh, wait, is it going to be a defensive struggle or both defenses uh, good? Yes. Yes, I, I think both yes. defenses are good. And I think. At, Every, everyone's been louding on Oklahoma State's defense, but I think Baylor's is better. No, yeah, uh, I, I tend to agree. I think this is going to be a rock fight, so I think I'm going to take uh, Baylor with the five and a half here. Uh, plus, I think Oklahoma State's still drunk from their win. Like, I think winning Bedlam, Bedlam for them was like winning the national championship. So I wouldn't be shocked right now if they if they kind of put out one of their worst performances of the season. But what, what do you guys got? Well, look, wait, look, before you go forward, uh, talking about a game that we've already talked about, do you think there could be any similar situation with Mich- the Michigan game? In what way? Uh, as, as far as, far as you, you, beat, you um, beat the big bad wolf, and then now you got to play another football game. Yeah, but Iowa's not as good, not as, good as Baylor is to Oklahoma State. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. So, Pullman, are you taking Baylor here? Plus five and a half? I, I am, yes. Taking the points. So, yeah, I'm on the same side as you here. I, the only thing is, it's a little bit early in the week, and Bo Hannon might be injured for Baylor, the quarterback. I'm going to keep he, my he, finger on the pulse there. I do like Baylor still, though. I think their defense... So, anytime you see a, a total of, like, 46, a low total here... I like taking the underdog, especially when you're catching five and a half. That's a lot of points. Taking or the field goal on that, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I'm taking Baylor. It's gonna be a, especially also not only are both defenses good, but these teams have played each other, so like they're very familiar. They've already played. They have a bunch of tape on each other on the offenses. I feel like that favors the defenses more. Last game when Oklahoma State beat Baylor by ten, that game still went under, and Baylor had three turnovers to Oklahoma State's zero. 
So I like Baylor's chances to to not lose the turnover battle by three. I don't know. I like the five and a half here in a low scoring, tight game. Is this at eleven o'clock on uh, Saturday? They're playing, yeah, so. 11, 11 o'clock game. Yeah, so a, a, a little bit of a sleeper early morning. Big Twelve. Oklahoma State's gonna be a little hungover coming off the Oklahoma win. This game is not in Stillwater. I like Baylor. Game is in Texas now. Jerry World. Burt, give me your thoughts. Yeah, um, this is my first week that I finally I won't be in California or Arkansas, so I can bet this right before kickoff. And it all depends on if Earl Arkansas native Gary Bohannon suits up and plays. It all if comes back to Arkansas. Always yeah. comes back to Arkansas. Why don't not recruit him? We did recruit him, but we had a man named Chad Morris mm. as a head coach. So Chad, Chad Boris. Chad Boris, Chad Doris, whatever you want to Boris call him. Yelston. Not Bert, so I know. <laughs> Not Bert. Brexit. Bert was way better. Brexit. Um, anyways, yeah, I mean, honestly, Gary is a very smart man. Chad Morris walked into his home. I think he told him. They just shut the door, told him to get out. Give me Baylor if Gary's playing. If Gary's not playing, give me Oklahoma State. Right now, I think he will. So I'm going to take Baylor with the points. I'm going to take the under as well. Uh, I actually just got back from playing about 10 rounds of Mahjong with Mrs. Burt and her grandmother. So I I won a lot of money. I worked them. I thought they were hustling me this whole time. But instead, I've got a lot of money, so I'm going to put it all down on that. I think you're getting baited in for the long haul. They know they can win that money back off you for a few few more decades. Oh, no, I'm retired now. Wait, so so does this make... That just means I'm throwing all house on. What, what, who'd you take? Yeah, all two, my mahjong. This is uh, a, bad, bad, bad man. Who'd you take? There's a lot of Baylor money coming in. but is this, this is asterisk money. This is asterisk money on if the Baylor quarterback is active. Well, okay, so I was going to say I was going to take Baylor as well. I love that sentiment. However, hearing three of y'all take that, I'm going to fade y'all. However, though, though, there is one. Thank you. There is Thank one. You. Yeah, yeah, that's actually brilliant. Hey, uh, yeah, that's my cross to bear. But would Baylor be able to sneak in if they do win? No, no. My a conference chaos. champion. If chaos, if chaos. So all you have to ask is because because the only way they sneak they're, they're in ranked is, above. So so every a chaos having sure would they jump Notre Dame is the question. Yes, if they win, they'll jump them to uh, well, whatever the three spots are with the win. Bad Irish luck. Baylor deserves it more though. They've already they've beaten the better independent team. Well, and they have a redi- uh, one of their B- losses. They redeemed. Better than Notre Dame. Who? BYU. Well, and and I I think what Bert just said there uh, was a good point that they're redeeming a loss that, like like it almost counteracts the loss yeah. that they had prior. Then they're basically a one loss Baylor. Yeah, uh, that will be something that's interesting to watch. See what happens and what the committee. Does. I think this is low scoring. I like the underplay here. This is a three point game, one way or another. Yeah, I, I, I'm probably going to end up taking Baylor, but I'm not going to say this on this on this podcast. Uh, Pullman, did were you uh, was that a sneeze or did you have something to say, buddy? Gazoon time. No, nothing to say. Oh, that, that was your cell. That was your cellmate. All right. So next game we've got the 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 big the big Shambhala Shambhala Sh- uh, we got we got UGA <laughs> versus Bama. Bama's six and a half point dogs. That's hard to come by. Total is at forty nine and a half. Hard to come by. Reminds me of my ex wife. Pullman, Pullman, give it to me. Just send me some fire takes. I'm gonna follow my eyes here, and Alabama has looked like shit in half their games. You coward. Georgia's looked great in every game except one where they looked okay, and that was Clemson the first game of the year. I'm just going to trust the dogs here, and plus I think they're better on offense. So uh, as long as it's not above seven, you bitch, bullshit! You think they're better on offense than Bama? You think Stetson Bennett's better than Bryce Young? No, but when your offensive line can actually block, it helps a lot. Oh my god, dude! That like. Look, I get that that Georgia's the better, ta- more talented roster, but I swear hey, to God, hey, uh, if you tell me they're a better offensive team, you can go. You you might I might hang up the phone on you right hey, now. Hey, 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 go back hey, to your cellmate, P- Pullman. Will you tell Will you tell me Georgia's best win of the year? Uh, Clemson or Tennessee? Cl- Clemson, at that point in time. 
Uh, you asked their best win. It's one of those two, right? Well, that's not very impressive, I guess, is, is, is my point. I, I, I guess what I'm saying, I, I, I do agree with you that Georgia, just the eye test, their defense is suffocating. It looks just like just so, so tough. They will stranglehold you. You might be able to hang around a little bit in the first half, and then, but then you're just done in the second half. And, but I, I, I think they have not faced an offense like Alabama – I mean, they're what number seven in the country yep. offensively, number six defensively. Yep. And I think the combo of the two is going to be really tough for them. However, I'm going to be a little bit of a pussy, and I'm going to take Alabama in the first half. Damn it! And for the game. Damn it! That was my first. Bama first That's half was my play. play. Bama first half it. was my play. Three and, and a half. And for the under. And so, for the under. I had Bama first half. Let me give you my reasoning. They're both going to be like feeling each other out. Kirby's going to not want to like stress. Well, it, it's going to be like a, a prized bo- boxer. Like yeah, match. they're going to be. They're just they're eyeing be, each other. Yeah, it's Floyd Mayweather. They're going to be feeling each other out for the first six rounds, just jabbing, jabbing, jabbing. It's going to be a low scoring first half. Bama and Bryce Young can score enough. It's three and a half. I like that. Kirby's not going to stress Stetson Bennett enough. To where he's gonna make him like throw a deep pass or do something crazy to where they have to score a bunch of points. They're just gonna punt on the 40 yard line, retreat, rely on the defense. Bama first half plus three and a half is my bet of the week, not Boomer's, my bet of the week. Bert, let me ask you a question though. Do you remember the last time Bama was an underdog? Ooh, that is a wonderful question. Against Georgia in the national championship? Really? No. Now? Was it a Clemson game? It was 2015 after this. You're going to say it always comes back to Ole Miss. 2015, after the Rebs beat Bama in Tuscaloosa, Jake Coker led Bama into. Uh, Brian Denny? No, into. You always let him in. Uh, no, no. Uh, uh, LSU Tiger Stadium? Pullman. What's Georgia Stadium? Sanford. Uh, Stanford. Into Stanford Stadium. Between the hedges, it was in 2015. Georgia was number eight. Bama was number 13. Georgia was a one-point favorite. Bama won 38 to 10. Whoo! Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I feel like if you're getting, or actually, Bert, you go ahead. Well, I, about this game, I think on on three occasions, I pulled it up. I had Bama, or uh, Georgia minus six and a half was ready just to click the button, and I deleted it. I was like, somebody convince me to take Bama. I think y'all have done a mighty fine job of it. I just needed somebody to tell me Bama because for some reason my heart was telling me Bama. That stat right there, yeah. the 2015 stat, plus you got Nick Saban versus Kirby. I know Nick lost to an assistant this year, and so maybe that his monkey's off his back now. He doesn't have to worry about that anymore. Yeah, we, and yeah, that was an LSU sure. assistant. Now he's, on, he's undefeated against Bama assistants. Give me those six and a half points. I'm almost tempted to take Alabama money line. I love that. Uh, well, well, six and a half is begging you to take Georgia. They're saying like, "Oh, it's only a touchdown." Georgia, now, however, touchdown. I will. I will say though, this line did not start at that. It started at four and a half. So whatever. So so it's not like it's not like Vegas like started it out. Pullman, let me ask you something. You like in a head-to-head matchup, Kirby Smart over Nick Saban? Yeah, because he can call dive left and dive right because his offensive line's way better than Alabama's D-line. Brian Robinson's not healthy either. Oh, Brian Robinson well, he practiced is, already this week. He's he's practiced, but he did not look okay on also, Saturday. Also, tell me this. Do you think Bryce Young's going to be able to scramble at all with Kobe Dean spying him? Kobe Dean's a bitch, first off. Well, so, so, so one thing I see in this game is that is the fact that Georgia's never had a game where they've truly been tested, where they have had to come from behind. All their games, I think Mizzou maybe scored early and they're up three nothing. Tennessee was yeah, was there and, with and them. they they held held serve for a little bit. But t- tell me if they if they get down ten nothing, can Georgia come back from can that? Stetson well, that's Bennett. why I like can Stetson Bennett lead them back that's from why that? I like and, and that's that that's the big. Question. Like, like maybe he can. Uh, if, if Bama, if Bama gets the ball first, <laughs> yes, I'm very confident in Bama. That's yeah, why I like because there's a this scripted is a drive that's been scripted. Game. This is definition of a coin flip. This game. their first drive has been scripted for 
fucking eight months. So I was watching um, Scott Van Pelton and Stanford Steve. He said the last time he he went to the SC Championship, he watched no less than 30 analysts walk up to the balcony, like to the press box, and he was like blown away by how many analysts they have in Tuscaloosa. Jesus their whole Christ. their whole game, their whole season has been game planning for this game against Georgia. They knew they didn't have to play them in the regular season. They knew they could just watch them all game. Look, we said this two weeks ago. Bert, before y'all played, before the Hogs played Bama, we said and got they, robbed. We said they yes, they got robbed. They do not have to cover. They just no. have to win against Arkansas. They just have to win against Auburn, and they have to win against Georgia to make the playoff. That's all that matters. They haven't worried about covering in months. They don't give a shit. Their whole staff has only been prepping for this game. I guess Georgia probably has the same. Nonetheless, I was going to say, Georgia probably has the exact but, same but, but, thing. But this is, this is like a Germany World War II. Uh, Alabama is just Alabama is America. They're they're freaking honed in. They know they have one job to accomplish, and that's to beat the Nazis, aka Georgia. We're talking Hiroshima, and Nagasaki, yeah. right here. No, it, it's, I don't like. I don't like, uh, I don't like it, it is going to get biblical on Saturday. I don't like comparing Bama to like a good a good. No, power. I, I don't like. I don't like that either. However, they they're biding their time. They know that's the big. Let bad me ask. Goal. Let me ask you something. Are you just pulling for Bama so that the Rebs can get the Sugar Bowl? You know, I I don't like to uh, you know lay my hand out in the open, but that wouldn't that wouldn't be a bad thing. I would never say anything to our listeners that I don't believe. That's true. Him after the Iron Bowl win. I don't know if I've ever seen him that excited yeah. after a win besides a national championship. Mm-hmm. He almost I, made out with Miss Terry. No, he was he was noticeably like way more excited than I've ever seen him for a regular season win. And I, I, I think he believes in this team. I know I know he knows this team is not perfect. However, I think it's like this is one that's going to hold one near and dear to his heart, and I think I, I think they're going to leave it all on the field. I think it'll be a close game. It all comes back to Stetson Bennett. For me, for me, Pullman, you might be different. It all comes back to Bryce Young versus Stetson Bennett. Look, I know Bama's O line is not great. I know Georgia's D line is incredible, but I've seen Ole Miss's like semi-average O line work Texas A&M's incredible D line. If you scheme it, you can have it. And if you have a better quarterback, you have the you have a chance to win every single game. So I trust Bryce Young more than I trust Stetson Bennett. Do you trust Bill O'Brien though? He's the one scheming it up over there. Who? I mean, I don't even know who who is George's OC. It's it's probably literally like uh, you don't uh, even know. It's not Greer really Letterman guy, anymore. honestly. You don't even know Pullman. It's Matt Luke. It's Matt Luke. <laughs> He got promoted mid-season. But I rescind my bet. If that actually was true, I would rescind my bet then. Matt Luke is uh, literally coaching Sam Pittman's players right now. Look, the old Todd ones, Munkin. Todd Munkin, sure. <laughs> oh, Toddy Monk? Yeah, T-Monk. Jesus Monk. Christ. Yeah, he, he was a disaster at... His last stop. Yeah, his last stop. Look, Pullman, do I need to describe to you, by the way, the, uh, the, the amount of money coming in on Georgia right now? That's yeah. fine. Yeah, so so that that does not give you any hesitation, which honestly, like I don't know why we're trying to talk him out of that since all three of us are kind of on the same side here. Well, it's usually like me a, and Pullman I mean, are like the sharpest. Like, like me and Pullman are like, we can either be wrong, you know. Hey, I, I, I've I've had a moment of clairvoyance this past two weeks. I'm I'm seeing the board so clear. Well, no, no, don't ask, don't ask why I'm trying to talk Pullman into something because Pullman, have you and I not been on this podcast longer than anyone? That is correct. And I need to talk him into it, and he's being a dumbass over You're here. You're just trying to not lose, make him not lose money. Yeah, I'm trying to talk my my past co-host, who is now in prison. Like, I'm trying to teach him that you should never bet against Saban when he's a six and a half point underdog. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's hard to come by. I mean, I feel, I feel like that's a decent rule. If Alabama's catching points, take them. Frauds. Well, I, I think I think we're at a stalemate on this one, but uh, Pullman, do you have any thoughts in general about the coaching carousel that's going on, and maybe more particular, uh, Lane Kiffin, where he might end up? He's not leaving. He ain't leaving. He ain't leaving. 
Look, it, is there anything crazy that you expect real, real that quick, could happen? Best game of the night. Are you guys pumped for uh, USC Cal? <laughs> I'm so fired up for Pac-12, 12 after dark, dark. So, so is that like a 10 o'clock game? It's a it's two four and seven teams kicking off after the, all the all the championship games. The last game ten, of the regular season. Ten o'clock, season. yes. Pullman, um, as I, but real quick before I go, I, I have one suggestion to fix college football. Preach. Ch- college championship weekend. Notre Dame should have to play whoever is the best team in the SEC, not in the SEC championship game. So the Rebs. Rebs this year, but depending on Rebs or not. I think every year Notre Dame's championship weekend, they should have to play the third best SEC team to see if they're a fraud or not. Well, well, the only issue is that the SEC would never agree to that. However, I was talking to Bird about this. They they should they should play the top ranked non affiliate person who this year would be BYU, who is ranked number sixteen. It would be Cincinnati. No, or well, oh, no, 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 top no. right independent, independent, yeah, okay. independent. Sorry. Well, every year it'd just be Notre Dame versus BYU. Yeah, yeah, but this year it would make a lot of sense for Notre Dame because if they win that game, then they're they have every reason to be in the playoffs. However, since they're not, then I, they don't really have a dog in the fight. Pullman, you mentioned it. USC Cal, Cal minus four and a half. What do you you think? Lincoln or is getting the boys fired up already? Dick's hard for uh, I think they're not even thinking about the game, so I'm going to probably take Cal. Mm. Cal well, hates COVID, and this is a COVID rematch, so I could maybe see that, but I think the USC players are like, shit, I got to show yeah. out for... This is a tryout for them. This is a, this is a literal in-game tryout. Their coach is going to be in the stadium watching. I think USC might win outright. I mean, do we know if, if Dart's playing quarterback? I'm waiting to the game. If Dart's playing quarterback, I'm taking USC. If not, I'm taking Cal. Pullman. Also, I saw that uh, Caleb Williams might transfer to or to USC. Jackson Dart transfer portal to Ole Miss. Would that? Would you get a jersey immediately? Yes, absolutely. I'd also do the face paint every game. What's his face paint? So you have the he does two the Anakin Skywalker. He doesn't have the two of crosses on each eye. Some Clone War shit. Yeah, he's got. He's he's a zoomer. Hi, <laughs> yeah. Pullman. Any other reads on this championship game weekend? No, I'm I'm out. My uh, my guards yelling at me. I've used up too much phone time. All right, all right, peace. All right, boys. Anything else from you guys, Bert? You got any other read on? You got to have at least one other sprinkle. I mean, there's only. 10 games this weekend, so you got to have one extra besides the big power six. Oh, yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna sprinkle a little bit what's left of my Mahjong money on UTSA plus three and a half. 11 and <laughs> one this year um, against an eight and four uh, Western Kentucky team. I, I, I feel like I'm, I'm being a little bit of a square here, but my boy Barry Lunny, former running backs coach for the University of Arkansas, offensive coordinator. All comes back uh, to Arkansas. Oh, actually, sorry, Jeff Trailer, former running backs coach, University of Arkansas offensive even, coordinator, Barry Lunny, former tight ends coach, University of Arkansas. Give me the Roadrunners. Meet me, Boomer. Uh, I, I'm gonna take NIU plus three and a half. Who is that? Uh, Northern Illinois there University. Uh, where I actually have some family up there, so 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 that's that's the reason behind that. They're plus three and a half. Playing Kent State, they got some insight. You got some insider trading. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I, I and Kent, Kent State, everyone's a little bit soft over there. NIU, they're a hardened team, a bunch of gritty guys. It's it's more of a low scoring affair. However, they will hit you in the freaking mouth, and I believe in them in this. So I'll take, I'll take, I'll take the give me the points. All right, low scoring. All right, now is is Napier coaching this weekend? Yes, yes, he is. They're plus three. I know, and that they're home too, and they're ranked, and the opposing team is unranked, and they're somehow minus three. I hate all of that. But well, well, you know that was part of his contract was like he said, "I am coaching this freaking right. game," like, and, and which hopefully is similar situation to uh, our boy at Oregon, Cristobal. Yeah. Well, that's our. I mean, they play tomorrow night. Yeah. Well, no, I'm saying I'm hoping that's the same situation because. Miami, Boomer over here is. I am very very scared. I I am. They're not making. Miami's not making the decision until Sunday. 
Yeah. yeah they're they, well, they're not it. making a decision until uh, Crystal Ball says that. They, they, have, they don't even have an AD. So how, how do you make a coaching decision we, without an AD? We made a coaching decision yeah. without an AD and it led to Chad Morris. How'd that work out? I, I think... Wonderfully. <laughs> yeah. well, Chad well, Morris it led us the same. Uh, Ole Miss made a coaching decision with the interim AD. How'd that work out? Pretty fucking awesome. Who? Oh. Lane. Well, I thought you meant. Uh, I thought you meant. Well, now current AD. So. Yeah. Well, I thought you meant uh, the the Chancellor Vitter. Oh, Vitter! Oh, God! Vitter forced the hand on the Matt Luke. We're not getting into this. Special Ed. Last weekend, we gave you me and uh, Raging Cajun special guest Raging Cajun. We gave you LSU money line. We gave you Clemson over South Carolina by a billion. We crushed it, and we gave you. The square sharp play, which is now five and one, five and one, over the three weeks we've given it to you, we're gonna keep going. Last week the square sharp play was the square play was Oregon State, Oregon murdered Oregon State. That was easy money. The sharp play was San Diego State over Boise. Boise got up big and then ended up losing to San Diego State. So that was two and zero. Oh. Coming right back, somehow I'm, there's not a lot of games here, so we're having to pick and choose. The sharp play is the Oregon-Utah over. Bets are coming in. 62% of the bets are on the under, but 88% of the money is on the over. That's a 50% difference on the over. We will take the over of 58 in Utah-Oregon and pay. We talked about it here. Pullman's the only dum dum to be a square. The square play of the week is Georgia. Georgia's getting 60, oh, oh, excuse me, 78% of the bets, 82% of the money. And they're just sitting at six and a half. Vegas is begging you to take Georgia at six and a half. Oh, it's it's not even a touchdown. I'm gonna get Georgia at less than a touchdown. You're a dumbass if you take Georgia. Fade the public. Take Bama, 5-1 and one on the year. It's going to win. Sam Pittman to Notre Dame. He ain't ever going to leave. But the KJ Heisman <laughs> campaign starts in two weeks. Hey, 2022. How crazy would that be if you lost Pittman? He ain't going anywhere. What if Pittman did leave? This is his last be, job. Wait, still recording? I did see that Pittman was asking yeah, for... I, I, I saw there was a flight to no, Fayetteville. No, fuck off. I saw Pittman was we offered. We are the goat playing track. Shut up, shut up. I saw Pittman was offered like a bunch of because he had a good year. He yeah. was offered a bunch of money. He said, "I don't want any of it. Yeah. I want to give it to my assistants." Yeah, yeah. He's that, a hell of a man. He didn't give a shit. Great He's man. He is living his dream. But at what point does Kendall Bryles leave and Barry Odom leave? Well, no, they're going. They're going to leave. How, how, but, uh, yeah, but, but, but 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 how are he was trying to they're, establish they're not going to leave this year. I don't see I don't see Kendall leaving really anytime soon at the moment. But I mean Sam will figure it out when the time comes. Well, he's pretty well respected, and, and he's a lot of people want to work for him. Well, yeah, he doesn't have well, a, he well, doesn't no, have a so, trouble so I, on a defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator. Kendall and Barry, they're not going to leave Sam in a bad situation. Well, I, I think a big thing with him doing that is not well. One's like okay, how much money? Wait, are we still recording? Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, it's like okay, how much money can one person have? Whatever. Like, I, I, I feel like Pittman is like literally like he's like, I want to coach here for the next five to ten years Lifetime. and retire here, be done. Then AD. But but then but then so, so then it's like okay, how much money do you actually need to do all that? It's like you really don't need that much, and if you can hire good competent coordinators to do that, and you can show that you're paying that back, then you can attract. Because tra- like, like, because like when when Browse gets gets a head coaching job, which he will, he'd be like, "Hey, I'm willing to pay you, and I'm willing to promote you, and all on all this shit." Well, the like, problem like, is, the problem is, Pittman's only making like three point five. So like, keep keep giving your assistants, your well, OC, your DC, pay bump, pay bump. Pay well, bump. So, they're gonna they're gonna they're so, gonna become the bosses. Well, so so here here's a little thing I thought about today. You you take your salary. Yeah. You you take you take your Lane Kiffin or let's just say let's just say, let's call it say I'm getting paid ten million. Sure. But then I'm taking but on the books that's what I'm getting paid. However, under the table I'm paying my assistants out the ass. And so 
on paper, I'm the big big dude. I'm getting paid the most. However, you're like helping everyone out, and so they're like undercover, like, hey. Due to the principle of it, Sam Pittman's never going to make less than his coordinators. No, no, he, he's he, just he's just a godly man, and it, his life goes. Jamie he's Pittman, religious. God, Arkansas Razorbacks, then KJ Jefferson. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you saw Brian Kelly. He couldn't even, like, recruit either one of his coordinators come down to Baton Rouge. Yeah, but he is a shithead. Did y'all see him uh, well, he at killed, the halftime of the... He killed a fucking staff. Yeah. Well, and he made two of his assistants shovel snow killed, he, off his driveway. I heard about that in Central Michigan. Before in uh, Sala. Central Michigan, but, yeah. but have you heard about the story about him killing the staffer? Well, I mean... Dude, that Ole is... Mrs., Ole Mrs. defensive coordinator... Yeah, no, 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 no. But, but, but this is different. He Zero was, deaths he was, on the Arkansas he he, he so far. He's well, a, stay, stay your ass <laughs> <on that. laughs> Yeah. He was not, I don't know, Levy too? Levy, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, shit, oh, shit. These are, these are, if you're a, if you're, if you're still college, listening right now, if you're, God bless well, you. If you're a college, I'm, assu- I'm assuming we're cutting all this. If you're a college, oh, no, we're I'm keeping all this. If you're a college, like, coach at a high level, and you haven't been around a death. You're not related to a death. Yeah. What are you, you doing? Then you're not you're, a good college yeah. coach. You're, you're, you're not. You're then not. You're di- not pushing the boundaries. You're not. You're not. You're not. You're, then you've been disposable. Now we're at the point where if we make it too big, we're gonna have to cut this part. Yeah. <laughs> Which the, we uh, might be too big. big. But no, I I like. We'll never get too big. Like Sam Pittman. We'll never get too big. I like my theory. Like, oh, Pittman's getting a fat ass raise, but then he's just kind of kicking back to his boys under the cover, and be like, "Hey, I'm taking care of y'all. I'm also, keep y'all you're happy." Not, you're I didn't guy. realize Pittman was only making three point five. That's like yeah, three point five, and he that's has dish money. He doesn't give a fuck, and he Jeez, has incentive can, for can, everyone. Can he even get a house in High Point? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm struggling myself, and I'm making three point seven. So yeah. <laughs> Northwest Arkansas. I mean, that, I'm sure. I'm still he's, getting my buyout money from when they fired me. He's like, probably getting Walmart kickbacks from, oh, from yeah. like I don't know, whatever they. He's probably making less than Bryce Young. Yeah. Oh, easily. Yeah. No, no, no but, but hearing him say that, that there's like he's willing to take less to get more for their staff, I was like, that's pretty. I do want to talk about real quick before we'll end right here. Uh, uh, let's just talk about. Brian Kelly, the funniest things you can think about him going from South Bend to Baton Rouge. His cleats. My, oh, yeah. His shoes. His the shoes. orthopedics. Out, outrageous. Oh, my God. So they look like a football. The outline <laughs> yeah. looked like a football, and then the, the sole looked like a four-inch heel that like some girl was wearing out to the club. Dude, he, he, he is going to be in for a culture shock. shock and, or, and they said this on Oxford X on podcast, so I'm not trying to steal this. But they were saying like no free ads. But but basically like if he can embrace the fact that he is is a dumbass. So, no 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 is so different from their culture. It then he'll work. be all right. Yeah. But if he is like fakes try to act like well, he's he already knows failed. what's going on. He's already failed. He was at halftime of the LSU game, uh, basketball game today. He's talking to the fans, trying to hype the fans up, and he's like, like every like fifth word he like tries to throw this southern draw in it. Oh Go yeah. watch it. It is miserable. It honestly was blowing up. Like people, like Stuart Mandel is like. Uh-huh. It also blows up. my mind that he is the all-time winningest coach at Notre Dame. Yeah, like Who that is beat out that uh, Newt Rockney. Uh, Newt Rockney. I said Newt Cronkite. Yeah, no, no. Like that's kind of. I mean, he was only there for ten years, but like that's that kind of crazy. I guess they didn't play as many games. Imagine, yeah, they imagine going they didn't from, play as many games. They weren't that great for a while there. I saw one that was funny. It was going from touchdown Jesus to let the band play neck. Yeah. That's, that's a cool. No, the thing is, though, it's like these these two completely different Catholic Catholics. That, oh, you got you got crazy raging Catholics versus by the book. Yeah, oh, uh, no I, premarital that's actually, sex. That's Catholics. actually a great point. I, I never thought about it that way because they're they're like, all like, Catholic. Like but, Sunday mass is going to be way different. Well, someone told me they're like, oh, well, like like it's going to be an a, easy. A, a, it's going to be shot easy. Shot Bourbon in the. Uh, in, in the, the boudin, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you go from boudin to like loafer of, of Jesus Christ. You go from a cup of gumbo to a cup of uh, skyline of chili. <laughs> yeah, sky. Yeah, I mean it's gonna be a shit show. For, I don't know, but he's a good coach. I don't. I mean, no, all right, all right, we'll uh, find out. Well, so predictions on who takes the Notre Dame job? 
Uh, they just hired him. Yeah, it's the defensive hired, coordinator. Uh, Marcus, uh, Marcus Freeman. Freeman, yeah. Yeah, like the, fan, break, the, the players are pumped. Breaking <laughs> You heard it here first. Boomer just broke the news. Gosh. I don't know shit. if we were supposed to say anything, yeah, uh, but it's Marcus Freeman. Yeah, we were. sources told us, but we're breaking it to you, our listeners. Soul Shine's out of business. Through Boomer. <laughs> yeah. Soul Shine's also out of business. Fayetteville's getting a tin roof. A. That's breaking news. And a Walmart. And they're 35th. Finally Walmart. a Walmart in Fayetteville. All right, boys and girls. This is going on far too long. You've listened to the after tapes. Of 69th this. minute. 69th minute. That's when we end it. We go all the way through until 69. Until and then completion. we cut it off. We will talk to you for the bowl season. Peace.